Welcome back to Show Me What I've Been Missing, your pop culture podcast that says, hey, remember that thing? I'm one of your hosts, Elizabeth Stanton, and with me is my other host. We couldn't hear you, whatever you just did. Say <laughs> Chris Mack, what's up, guys? <laughs> yeah, whatever, you rushed the camera and that you was... paid, for, paid for it because we didn't hear your name. Damn it. They never <laughs> hear my name. It's okay. Uh, say my name. Say my name. <laughs> uh destiny's child reference uh that's not what we're talking about though we're actually talking about uh sex in the city watching it from start to finish i have seen it like too many times and Ooh. chris has seen it not at all but like we said last week almost one almost full once. Turn, turn <laughs> of the dvd boxes baby it's almost there not gonna lie it's probably the only one time i ever watched I, I mean i mean maybe years from now maybe some nostalgia will come in and maybe i'll want to watch it again but i don't know it did you didn't you didn't watch it in like a formative time for you so you don't necessarily yeah. like want to go back to it it's yeah not it makes sense yeah yeah it's fair that's fair that's true cool. um so yes uh that's our that's our gimmick for the show <laughs> it's that i've seen it he hasn't and we talk about the episodes so yeah. we are on season 6b Six Bizzle. Uh episode four out of the frying pan. Yes. Into the fire. Oh. Mm. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, I don't know. I guess not a ton happens in this episode, but I thought everything was interesting. Like yeah, yeah, one. yeah. Yeah. There's there isn't a ton happening, but there is some heavy stuff going on. Yes. So this is probably one of some... the heavier episodes overall. I think so. Yeah, it was a lot of lot people going through a lot of transitions in this. Oh yeah, through some shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now, this episode a lot of transitions. So, um, you know, what? I, I we'll do something different. I'm gonna let you pick start us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, before we started, you were like, I don't have any notes. I was like, you didn't write down anything, and you're like, I didn't need that. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get started, if you're still watching it right now, go ahead and like and subscribe. Leave a comment. And make sure you turn your notifications on because that really helps with the algorithm. Turn your notifications on. If you're already subscribed and you don't have notifications turned on, turn them shits on right now. I guess, I mean, Miranda's is like the least heavy. So maybe we start there. Yeah, it was super cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's heavy, but it was cuter. It was cute. But it was like a nice like, yeah, life some, change happening. There was some, yeah. There was, I mean, I guess they all really, all the stories kind of had some brevity towards the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's give him a. Uh, well, let's uh, start uh, with Miranda then. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, oh. you said. Uh... Well, I, my main. No, Charlotte. I said Miranda. You did say Miranda. Right, let's get. It. <laughs> I'm gonna play the tape back. Yeah. <laughs> Rewind. But Miranda. Um. Yes. So Miranda. Yes. Yes. Steve yes. are in their like it's like a one bedroom that she has. I guess maybe it was a two bedroom at most. Either way. They're like sleeping in their dining room. They're just cramped and crowded in there. Yeah. Okay. So, no way. Okay. It's a one bedroom. I I I'm trying to figure that out honestly because I thought it was a two bedroom. I thought Brady had had his own room and I then Brandy so had too. a room. And because I'm just I, the, the thing that's confused me when the show if, if the episode first started. Excuse me. 
I thought her apartment was a lot bigger. And it seemed like this episode, they like deliberately made it small. It was like suddenly cartoonishly way small. Yeah, it was like suddenly it was a studio and not a full two bedroom apartment in Manhattan. Yeah. Which to be fair, still probably small compared to most apartments around the world that are two bedroom. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it didn't seem this cramped. Yeah, but either way, it's cramped. So they're because they've got the baby, like a good, like what I would define as a large dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's one of those like Burmese mountain dogs. It's a big dog. Yeah. Um, and the cat and the two of them, and they're looking for real estate. And he finds like what sounds like the perfect house for them, but it's in Brooklyn. And she's like, "No, absolutely not. I don't want to live in Brooklyn because too, you know, it's too far from Manhattan. Is that Manhattan?" And, uh, blah, blah. I mean, okay. To be fair, Brooklyn and Manhattan are different. They, it's quite a trek. It's quite yeah. a trek. Honestly, yeah. you know what I mean, like. Especially for, I mean, think about these girls, you know what I'm saying? They don't even take the subway. So, you know, they're trying to take cabs (laughs) to Brooklyn. And most people, yeah, most cab drivers who drive around Manhattan don't want to go to Brooklyn, as we see in this episode. Yeah. And uh, even on the train, depending on what time of day, it's about 45 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes to get to Manhattan. Depending on which part of Manhattan you're getting to and how far you're in, like, what time of day, like I said. So, I kind of get... In the sense of like travel wise, especially like sure. friends wise, because I mean, you think you think Carrie's gonna get on the subway for forty five minutes? Oh, they routinely tell her that in this episode, but yeah. like, it would <laughs> the way they're living is ridiculous, yeah. as yeah, yeah, Steve yeah. points out, because she like yeah. Miranda gets up and like crashes into stuff, and it's you know they they can't live like that. No, if, no. Of if nothing not. else, they need to move to at least a bigger space. Yes. In, manhattan but they well that's the thing too i think they're looking to buy well she owns that apartment but they're looking to buy yeah for like the whole family yes and 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 that's the thing too it's like that's why you know when he suggests brooklyn it's like you kind of have to get out of manhattan you know unless you got like money to buy a brownstone yeah which i don't think i mean i know miranda's pretty successful but i don't think she's brownstone successful not quite no yeah no and um yeah, I mean, and also, too, trying to find an apartment that's big enough in Manhattan. Manhattan is cramped, man. Yeah. You'd be lucky. Like, the fact that she even had a two-bedroom, if it was, is pretty lucky. Now, you're trying mm-hmm. to look for a three-bedroom apartment? Good luck. Yeah. Because, like, to be clear, if people live there, raise kids there, it's fine. But, like, yeah. for what they're trying to do. Yeah. You know. Um, And, like, Miranda tells Carrie, and she's like almost more shocked than when they're talking about Samantha being sick, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, but they go and visit the house and it like, I don't know why it looks so like busted when they are there. <laughs> I guess it's a fixer upper. Yeah. They didn't say that. There's, like, expo- there's not just exposed brick. There's like exposed, like wall, wall slats. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. There's like I, literally holes in walls where like yeah. the drywall was broken and shit like that. It's yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's not like completely dilapidated, but it's not looking good. It's looking rough. And I'm, yeah. So like, there's I definitely, definitely going to be more like, money invested in it than like probably it's worth as far yeah. as like fixing it up and things. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. But Steve has, you know, plans. He's like, we can knock down this wall in the dining yeah. room and, and we won't have to sleep in the dining room because apparently they were doing that and Miranda's like no yeah the fire you know oh nice fireplace yeah none of her friends are gonna visit and she's like just being a bitch again sorry I 
not supposed to call her that, but like she just kind of sucks these past few episodes really bad. The honeymoon, yeah, yeah. and all the, all that other stuff. I'm like, if I were Steve, I'd be like, I'm taking the baby and I'm leaving. Well, God the thing is, it. and it, and it seems to be because this whole episode's theme was kind of, I guess, denial was the, yeah. the theme of this whole episode. And but here's the thing: she's like kind of been in denial about her whole situation like she's like been in denial about being a mom now she's in denial then she was in denial about being like a wife and now she's like in denial about them building a family it's like you this is a family now like you have like this is the point where you're not going to get to flute around manhattan mm-hmm. anymore with your girls like you gotta for lack of better words grow up <laughs> that yeah and like steve kind of calls her on that he's like because yeah. he says what you're saying he's like this isn't just about you anymore the baby's growing you know they got the pets they got the two of them right it's they're a family yeah you know and it kind of finally dawns on her in that moment that she's married with a family yeah (laughs) she takes it like a champ though she doesn't like have a fan she's just like damn i am married oh she's like oh shit yeah yeah (laughs) and and it kind of helps so like steve takes brady and the dog outside just you know help them get out some energy in the backyard yeah since they're obviously you know real estate hunting and that can't be exciting for a baby or a dog <laughs> the, the thing about it is that I, this is like a has nothing to do with what we're talking about but i just need to see steve be more like this more regularly like yes like stand up and like put your foot down from time to time because yes. it's just gonna make your marriage a lot happier <laughs> and I, I know he's not gonna do that because he pretty much kind of lets her rule the whole thing but if he did that like I don't know, 30% more, he'd probably be a happier man. Yeah. Um, so she watches that them play outside and like kind of ponders the possibilities of the of the building, you know, a house. I'm not quite sure what to call it. And and mm-hmm. she like accepts that, like, yes, this would be the best thing for her family. You know, yeah. they they want the space and the, the yard space is always nice. And so then she, of course, starts to negotiate with the the whoever's selling it she's like i want this i want a long escrow if the furnace isn't up to code i want a new one da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah i mean put the lawyer skills to, to use she's yeah like, all right the, I, this, this is, is where i gotta time, live your time to shine right here mi- missy get to work <laughs> yeah. and so then they have like they're out for like drinks um and she tells you know it's sort of it seems like it's almost like a going away like get together almost for yeah her uh because they all joke of course about like you know you'll all visit me in brooklyn right and carrie obviously says no charlotte's like of course and samantha's like no i have cancer hilarious hilarious <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that I, I never used it the way i should have to get no no it's terrible about even it. after when you got when it was all gone dude how do you oh my god i'm I mean, so bad you had at least it. you had at least I mean, of course, while you had it, of course, you had all the you had all the liberty to work, but at least you had a good at least a good four to six months of being like, I had cancer. Help me out. You know what I mean? Like oh, you could have oh man, you had the that's like one of the ultimate cards to throw down on the table. The nobody can really I, fuck with you on that. It's like, ah fuck. Cancer's the, the I would ask for like the most ah. minor things and then I would be joking I would jokingly say, You have to, I'm sick. That's about all I do. <laughs> nah, man, you had so much, man, so much potential. I know I didn't milk it at all. I, uh, listen, here's the thing: kudos to you for not taking advantage. Yeah, sure. you are. You are a better person for not doing it. However, you, man, you could have had so. Oh still, well. Oh man, so but so but I mean, you probably you probably could have got a house. I, I, oh. <laughs> give me your house. I had cancer. <laughs> I'm sick. I'm sick. <laughs> 
Give me all the food in your fridge. I have cancer. I mean, I was going to say, just about the only thing I used it on was, like, choosing the takeout place with my mom. Because uh, uh, it'd be like, and it'd be the most minor debate. I'd be like, well, I think I want to order from here. And she'd be like, I guess I'd be like, you'd have to. I'm sick. <laughs> well, you know, you say you use it a little so bit. I use it a little. A little like, bit. Uh, not on anything important. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd been like, hey, give me your car. I have cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Car's I'm mine. Gonna... Sign it over to me now. <laughs> money. Um, Send me money. I have cancer. So they, but they all reminisce about like shitty apartments in this final scene. And Miranda's like, what? Why did I think living in Manhattan is so fantastic? And Carrie's like, it is. Um, and they just kind of, it's the, you know, they're they're all gonna stay friends, of course. Yeah, is the the point of the scene, but like yeah. just sort of acknowledging that things are finally changing. Now I have a question: yeah. Do you have friends here in LA that live not like, or just any part of town that's not like really convenient to you? Like, do you have friends yeah. on, like the West Side, or I have friends out in like Simi Valley and stuff now? And yeah, I got friends that. that live in like East LA, like Whittier and shit like mm-hmm. that. It's like mm-hmm. I want to see y'all, but like like I ain't about to drive an hour and a half. Yeah, without traffic, that's hour and a half. Like without traffic, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. with traffic, I mean, we talking about hour forty five, maybe two hours. I'm like, I love you, like when I, because like you know, last time I, I haven't seen him. I mean, I haven't seen him, but like two or three times since I've been in LA, and uh, <laughs> every time it's for like big events. It's like yeah, like the last time I was out there, it was he was getting married. So I was like, I right, I'll come in, you know, come to your wedding and shit like that. But just like playing the playing Jane, hanging out, we got to find like a halfway point or something it's i have my aunt and uncle who i'm super close with that live yeah. out here but they live down by the airport right and it's like a 30 minute drive from yeah. where i live in the valley yeah if you're lucky if i'm lucky if, if it's lucky. not too, if i don't get a random if it's traffic. like 2 a.m then you this 30 yeah flying, at 2 flying flying yeah but any other time if it's like a 4 p.m type thing mm-mm. oh god that's at least an hour 15 hour 20 mm-hmm. yeah. um so yeah uh, and then i have like the friends that live out in like simi valley which is not technically that far from here but it's far enough that's another like 20 30 minutes that away but they, that's a case where they bought a house but they have twins they have a dog they have the yeah. two they think her mom lives with them and stuff now it's you know it's a lot going on and and it it ain't happened they had a, they had a nice like two-bedroom like two-story yeah. apartment yeah uh, but you know babies grow that's that's one thing i do not understand i I'm, i've always been haunted by one of those tiny tiny house episodes of like something or other on hgtv i was watching mm-hmm. and, or just these tiny homes in general where people are like we had a baby and we have this perfect little nook for the baby i'm like cool does that yeah. nook expand with right. the baby yeah the baby grows you know that right right yeah, hopefully. Was, I mean, hopefully, unless it, yeah, <laughs> unless you know some kind of you know weird uh, disease or something that happens. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because this one episode I watched, I didn't watch a ton of these, but I just sat through one. And this family, they the you know the renovation show came in and bought, uh, built them this like almost like folding tiny house. Like I think you can fold it up in half. But e- anyway. So they basically made like one section with like a living room, a room for the parents and like the kitchen and stuff mm-hmm. and the one bathroom. And then the other half had like a lofted bedroom for their teenage boy, which my first thought was, where is that kid going to jerk it? Because that's just not fair. 
Because they lived out, I was like, I guess he's just got to go out in the woods all the time. And they could be like, yeah. where's, where's Derek? I don't know. And he's just in the jerking middle, off in the woods. middle of jerking off in the woods. He's I mean, honestly, boy. that's not a, that's not terrible. Be hell, every parent or every. Oh, I know person, I'd be a good parent. Be like, well, no, no, no. You need no. your privacy no. to jerk it. It's just it. like, that was, I mean, that's like the stories I heard from anybody that grew up in the 80s. Like, we used to go out into the woods with magazines. I'm like, yeah. Why is everybody in the woods? Why why did everybody go into the woods when they grew up? What was the tiny houses, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but not these stupid tiny houses. Right. But then they also had three younger daughters that were like in like the six to ten range. And they built uh. this like convoluted little cubby bedroom system for them. And they're like the littlest one, like basically like sleeps under like the stairs of the other two. And I was like, what do you do when they all grow? They're gonna yeah. grow like at least a foot, you hope. Yeah, you know, to be somewhere in the five foot range and relative, you know, within the next few years. Yeah. And they're gonna be in it for that they're gonna be an inconvenience uh size by the time like they're like 12 or 13. So yeah. that means you still got, you know, six to, to eight more years of them growing, like yeah being in that space that that ain't gonna work yeah it's i and so i just that always blows my mind like it's again it's not that you can't raise kids in like tiny circumstances people have done it for years and sure whatnot and but like kids should be entitled to some privacy and you know a little bit of space like i I mean I, i guess you could argue on the flip side they'll be super close because actually there's this show i liked on pbs um that would do uh different um like historical eras of the fam- like families would go like live and work like it it was the historical era era but the most infamous one was this ra- like texas ranch house one so it's like the 1800s mm-hmm. texas ranch house the family was lazy as fuck it was so lazy they ran out of food and the producers had to go well you guys have like a garden next to the house. They did not tend the garden the entire time. So everything had like rotted on the vine and they had to have like an expert come out and help them like redo everything. And they were like, and they were like dudes who were the, like the cattle ranchers and like, they were having a good time yeah, and like enjoying being cattle ranch guys. <laughs> but like the family back at the house were just like so lame, but uh, until they kind of got the daughter, the teen daughters finally kind of got in the spirit of it a little more. Mm-hmm. Like the parents were awful, but like they kind of got it. And then they showed the them back, like you know, in the present time, and they lived yeah. in like a huge ass McMansion. McMansion, and it was you know just one of those like oversized <laughs> house. You never heard McMansion? No. Oh, that's what <laughs> they. I- ha- has this sound like someone else sponsored by McDonald's? Oh, we got we got you in the Mcmansion. Like I feel like we're, we're like <laughs> cribs with Ronald McDonald. Hey, no, but it's like the it's, you know, it's those giant like middle class or upper middle class or rich mm. people like homes. They all look the same though, and they're all kind of bland and and boring. And so like the daughters actually missed. They had rooms that were like super far apart back at their giant house which like the parents are like oh we're so Mm. glad but they kind of missed each other being that close and they wanted to like share a room i think at the by the end of things Mm. like they still wanted their privacy and space but like they missed the closeness that they ended up getting out of the show like right going back to the modern world and so that was almost kind of sad like they you know got to see like oh we could be closer without sort of 
these excessive trappings going on. Um, yeah. So I think there's like a middle ground between McMansion and Tiny House. <laughs> McMansion is that's fucking me. I can't man. believe you've never heard those. No, never, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, it's, it's like such a, a you know a slap about suburbia and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, suburban McMansion. sprawl, and it's just these like. They're part of what led to the 2008, you know, housing recession. It was these giant overbuilt houses, people paying mm. for too much house that they couldn't really afford. But it, you were told like, oh, you need space. You need this giant, bigger house, bigger house, bigger house. Mm. And, you know, so you get these like two, three story cookie cutter houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, people get loans for them that they can't afford. And then you have too much house for what you, you become like house poor, it's called. Uh, and they're ugly and bad House, architecture. That's a weird. I mean, I feel like that's not something that happens in other countries. I feel like that's something specific to. America. Oh, I like, feel like it's being very house poor. American. Yeah. Although I just caught um, a summary of like a British show uh-huh. on TikTok, which I want to watch the full episode now. A mega rich guy who wanted to build this house like on the cliff somewhere in England, and just went into monumental debt to do it. His marriage fell apart and he got divorced. The kids don't talk to him. And even if he sells it now, he like will not make money back. It's like, it's like Greek tragedy levels of hubris this guy had. But it's sort of like your comeuppance because it was one of those things where he's like, well, I have money. I can do what I want. And people, you know, I think they're like engineers and whatnot telling him like, no, it's not really going to work on the cliffside, you know, Mm. you're, (laughs) you're literally trying to build this on like a windswept cliff like you know where at best you should build like a tiny hut for your sheep and yourself right but he's like i want a glass like monument to my ego (laughs) Uh, that's what happens if you if you think money makes you invincible then that's what happens you think money makes you smart yeah hi i can't join the conversation (laughs) i rub his face all over the mic yes you did how you doing buddy uh so who who do you want do you want to talk want me to pick again for who we talk about next uh yes all right i will go with charlotte yay (laughs) oh poor charlotte yeah Uh, this is this is again just sad because it's just it feels unfair because it hasn't but it's real (laughs) it's 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 such a here's the thing about it that kind of what i do like about the show it's like of all the people who don't want a baby, had a baby, right? Like Miranda never, and she never saw that in her future as like yeah. being the wife and the mother and all this other stuff. And she's getting everything. And poor Charlotte has to like literally watch this person who doesn't even appreciate it mm-hmm. have it and like low key hate it while she's just like, that's everything that I've ever wanted. And you're, yeah. you're like, if you could get rid of it, you would tomorrow. Like it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's it's so sad to have to watch somebody like her go through that. Like if Miranda got one of those like, you know, magical opportunities where like you can travel back in time and undo, you know, change your timeline or a Doctor Who nonsense, whatever you want, whatever you, yeah. whatever your fantasy of choices. Sure, she would be like, oh hell yeah, fuck yeah, take me back, take yeah. me back it to that even, point, pull that like, sperm back from the egg. Yeah. And, oh man, and, you know, never again. Heartbeat. Heartbeat. She wouldn't yeah. even she wouldn't even 
hesitate. It wouldn't even, she wouldn't even take a second to think about it. The only thing that might make her hesitate is like maybe seeing Charlotte's face sad that she's about to get into the time machine and change yeah. it all. You know what I mean? But other than that, come on. When we catch up with Charlotte in more detail in this episode, she is uh, making breakfast on a Saturday with Harry and it's eggs no less. I thought that was so mean of them to do visually because when she gets a call from their doctor <laughs> To tell her that her eggs aren't viable. <laughs> so mean. It's just showing me. It's not funny. It really is mean, but it's so fucked up that it's hilarious. Yeah, it's so mean, it's funny. It's so mean. <laughs> She's like literally frying an egg while literally the doctor egg. calls her and is like, hey, your eggs are speaking fried. Of fri- <laughs> speaking of fried eggs, Charlotte. <laughs> what you making? Oh, fried eggs? Guess what else is fried? Glad I caught you. <laughs> Guess who else's eggs is fried? Yours. <laughs> Just thought I'd, I. And also, dude, don't call me on a Saturday. You wait till Monday to tell me that shit. How dare you? That is. I Monday know the thing. doctor calls her on a Saturday, but I guess the doctor was like, "I gotta tell her now." <laughs> Unless, I mean, to be Charlotte probably told like, "I don't care what time, day it is. Yeah. As soon as the results are in, you come and tell me." So yeah. And, uh, and it could also impact like the timing of what they choose to do next because Harry's yeah. like, okay, well, what, you know, what do you want to do? And she wants to try like egg retrieval again. Yeah. And she goes out for a run to kind of distract herself. And she's the, the voiceover from Carrie is like, Charlotte, you know, earned, you know, got elected, you know, class president and yeah. top of her class. And she's, capable of all these things and she's so and used to winning basically and, and being capable and it's like the this is the one thing she can't do that she wants to do the most and it just it is yeah painful it hurts it's wild too because like charlotte of all the women on the show too man she's like the most healthiest like she you know works out the most mm-hmm. she like probably eats the best and she hardly ever really drinks and stuff like that and she probably gets good sleep. Like she, you know what I mean? Like she's doing all the things yeah. that say this is supposed to help and she still can't get it. And it's just, it sucks because like- That's also the cruelest part. Uh, I guess yeah. it's just, you know, the last episode where Samantha was felt attacked about not having children and, and being told that that's a statistical probability of what could have caused her cancer. Not be- It's not the reason she got it right. by any means, but it's just statistically, you know- yeah but yeah that's the hard part is like statistically charlotte should be able to have a kid right like she's a healthy still relatively young woman uh especially she'd almost be more capable of having one now because they used to be like 35 is the cutoff and now i feel right it's more like closer to 40 probably but um you know yeah and that's what sucks that's just that's the hardest part is like there's she's done everything right and still it goes wrong and that's 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 life as i say but that's like yeah well that blows still like you can acknowledge the reality and not be like again you know as we said the whole episode's about denial you you can be in not denial about it and still be mad i was still you know did i other than being overweight my that was that's my greatest health sin Mm. you know i still got cancer that fucking blows that's not fair right you know Exactly. That's what I'm saying with Charlotte. And of course, too, because she wants it, too. And it's like, man, if a child, if she did have a child, that child would want for nothing. It would be mm-hmm. taken care of. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, talk about a kid who would grow up the happiest kid that in Manhattan, but like, she can't have it. Yeah. Sucks. 
So she she runs does a lot of running to kind of like distract herself in this episode. So one of the yeah. one of the runs she goes on though she a cute little dog in a Burberry coat comes up to her and that little dog is a King Charles Spaniel and her name is Princess Dandy Ridge Brandywine. Too much. <laughs> Which That's is very much a show dog name. It's a very show dog much name. a show. I mean yeah. You can't. If somebody told me that, I'm like, oh, what what shows have they competed in? Like that's yeah, immediately. Yeah. I'm going for that because that's the only reason why you would name a dog such a pretentiously long name. Yeah, and she meets the owner, it's this older lady, Trudy, uh, who's got a bunch of other dogs with her too, and she's like, yeah, well, y- you know, she used to compete. She's a two time loser because she has a defect. One of her little hind legs is just a little shorter than the other, I guess yeah and but charlotte's totally in love with this little dog so um one of the times she's about to go on a run she sees harry at the computer and he is looking into adoption he's like it's just a backup you know so they have options so that they're on lists and but she's yeah. still kind of hurt and sad by it and i i absolutely don't think he's doing it to he's not doing it to me no 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 he's just stretched. trying to give her he's just trying to give her he's what she wants yeah, yeah he's just trying to do he's just trying to give some kind of uh you know I guess of an olive branch just for them so they can, you know, at least find some other options. But the thing about it is too, it's like, I I just wonder why she seems so against it because when she was with Trey, they almost did adopt. Like they were this close to yeah. adopt it. I, th- I think it might be a couple of things. I think it's this time, it's the harsher reality of she is not going to be able to do it. Yeah. And she's being, to- you know, yeah. being told uh that there's like basically no chance and and like i know she was kind of being told that with trey but they were almost still kind of early in that process she just was like hyped on getting a baby with him no matter what and i also i think she loves harry more so i think this almost hurts more that's fair that's you know that that she can't give him you know not that she has to obviously but like that she can't give him a a baby that they can't have a baby together because she loves him so much she wants to do it with him that's probably true. more and than she, even trey yeah i mean yeah because i mean she put in a lot more work to be with perry as well mm-hmm. as far as like converting to judaism and yeah that nature like so i, I yeah that makes sense that she would want to try to keep it in-house for like mm-hmm. a bit of words yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um and and so and it's just you know it's i think it feels like the finality of of that journey for them so she yeah. goes out on the run and uh, she even brought a treat for Princess Dandy Rich Brandywine <laughs> and meets the owner in the park again. And and uh, Charlotte's just so in love with this dog. And the, the lady is like dismissive and she's like, yeah, she's not that great. And Charlotte's like, you know, just because someone doesn't perform the way you want them to doesn't mean you should give up on them. And she kind of bursts into tears because yeah. it's obviously it's not really about the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's when she kind of confesses that she's been trying to have a baby and basically been told she cannot do it. And it's and the lady just goes, I don't really I've never cared for kids. <laughs> she she's like yeah she don't care about i mean it's like it's almost like she barely even cares about dogs like really yeah seems to care about is like winning shows really not yeah. the dogs itself um but it is <laughs> but a... you, wait wait was that the, was that the discipline uh, i had spurter? to pull out the discipline <laughs> spray bottle because i have um because i have a newer job and work from home full-time now i have a monitor and all these other cords and shit and he will not stop trying to chew on them 
and I didn't want to keep snapping my fingers. Right. It also right. doesn't work that well anyway. Right. And so yes, I had to pull out the discipline spray bottle. Which I <laughs> the cat my cat from Hell Guy Jackson Galaxy says it's not nice, it's bad to do, it's not good for them. Yeah. But when they have a death wish, buddy, and they're trying to chew on electrical wiring and cords. Well, um, I mean, it, it seems that right now, just you reaching for it has them yeah. like, okay, you know what? I, I, I'll i stop. I'm wild. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> he's fine. It's I'm not uh, torturing him or doing anything. Well, if you're, anyway. if you're only listening to this, you missed the great show. You missed the great But at least crying it out with the lady in the park and the dog is at least cathartic. And, yeah. you know, Charlotte's kind of able to say it to herself about what's going on. But then yeah. we get a somewhat happy ending because uh, Charlotte gets a special delivery and it's Yay. from the lady and it's Princess Dandy Rich Brandywine. Yes. Because I guess she does not want this loser dog anymore. <laughs> so she, clearly. And the dog clearly loves Charlotte more than than the, the original owner. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it probably doesn't help that the original owner treats the dog like probably shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think like, like she no really doesn't abuse the dog, but like there's she no love and no love there yeah we need snuggles so harry's so happy to see charlotte happy again she's like can we keep her he's like um anything that makes you smile that way hell yeah we're keeping her <laughs> and he goes yeah. what's her name she goes princess dandy ridge brandywine he's like you have got to change that name <laughs> immediately <laughs> immediately <laughs> and then they suggest elizabeth taylor in honor of charlotte's favorite hollywood star and so they change Princess Dandy Ridge Brandywine to Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, poor dog's gonna be like, shit, who the fuck is Elizabeth Taylor? Like, right. the they're like, why y'all yelling at me? Ah, that's not my name. <laughs> In all fairness, like, I didn't originally name my cat, who I mm. just shoot away with the spray bottle. His name is Doc, which is technically short for Doc Martin. That's what my cousin originally named him. She likes mm. Doc Martin shoes or whatever. I, I like call, that though. F-word the cat day. <laughs> I Doc is a great name for him. He's a great name. I have called I don't think he knows that's his name anymore because yeah. I call him so many other names. <laughs> There's so I he has 800 nicknames. He's Boo Boo. He's Big Baby Boy. Big Handsome might be my favorite because I just think it's really funny. <laughs> I call him Big Handsome. Um Snuggle Butt, Snuggle Tea Butt. Um you know big boy babyest of boys is it just it goes on and on and on like there's just no end bubsy bubzilla might be my other favorite big handsome and bubzilla are my two favorite because he's a big boy <laughs> well as long as he comes when you got when you call him whatever they don't what come else. they don't answer to names That's true. That's <laughs> the cats, cats, yeah. cats just look at you like me so every so often i do say it say doc so he like mm. i'm like i gotta keep that in the mix yeah. So he doesn't get a total total confusion. He probably, if anything, thinks his name is Boo Boo. That's what I started calling him the longest. Okay. Because I just, out of the blue, when I first had him and I would come home from work, I'd open the door and see him. I'd go, hello, Boo Boo. <laughs> Involuntarily. And that's just, that's what his nickname is. So I like and it. And th- that's what Charlotte's naming her dog is Elizabeth Taylor. Um, so whom should we get into next? That's what she said. Um, you know what? Uh, let's get into Carrie. 
Okay, yeah, I like I like that. I don't, I don't like I don't like how I said that. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't sound so good coming out of my face. I didn't like it. So anyway. Carrie and Alexander are speaking of you know gallivanting around Manhattan. They're going all over the place to just about every like cool uh, ethnic food spot. Are you even supposed to say ethnic food anymore? Yeah, yeah, you're you can fine. Say that? Okay. Yeah. That's what it is. I just had one of those like You're good. It's what it is. It's like cool? food. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If it's not, someone let me know. Anything that's not nice any, any, any kind of any kind of food that's not like continental, like US Yeah. Food, US basic. It's it's ethnic it's ethnic food. It's fine. You can okay. say it. Yes. So just don't refer to people as ethnic. Just no, call them no. what they are. <laughs> I think you get yeah. That, I think that's where you can get in trouble if you refer to people to as someone ethnic, as having but, like ethnic features. Right, that's right. Bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but as far as if you're describing food, ethnic food, is fine. You're good. I okay. think you're good. And if I'm wrong, hey, at least you didn't. You know, you got bad advice from an ethnic person. <laughs> yeah, from, I got bad advice from a person of color. So yeah. it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're trying. <laughs> oh, we're all oh. the good. The good among us are trying. I promise. I'm, it's okay. Good times. Um, good times. So anyway, though, he he comes to pick her up at her apartment, and she's all dressed up, and he's like, "We're going to the most exotic place of all." your apartment because he's apparently never been inside her apartment this entire time yeah i i just realized i mean honestly as far as what they've shown us but yeah i when i think about since they've been dating she's always at his place mm-hmm. or they're out somewhere or then and when they get back home it's always his place which i mean let's be honest compared to her place yeah you know but like yeah that is that is kind of but they, at this point i must it's only been what like three four months or something like that yeah the last episode i think last episode or two they've been dating no last episode was the childbearing one so right that, that was like two months two months so yeah. i feel like yeah we're into three months at the least okay maybe four okay uh um, yeah i mean okay now let me ask you this because that now makes me think would you consider that a red flag if you had been to your the person you're dating's house yet yes he doesn't seem to take it as such but i don't think he cares no i don't think that it's necessarily a but, as a, one, but it, it would make me feel a little bit like why you may have me at your, your yeah time? in the broadest sense it's it is like why haven't you invited me over yeah now and to be fair i'm not gonna put it all on carrie because it also seems like he's been the one that's like you know gallivanting around yeah like let's go know. here let's go right there. yeah yeah so it's not like he you know but she also seems like she hadn't suggested it either yeah so yeah you know which but is, she's a bit embarrassed of her apartment because yeah it is it's a it is technically a studio yeah it's a good size studio but it's still a studio sure. Sure. um she doesn't you know she doesn't really have like uh, a dining room or anything. I don't. I'm because as I mentioned, I'm hosting movie night soon, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have to move the one coffee table I have like into another part of my apartment to like allow people to sit and watch the movie. Sure. And I don't have a tiny place exactly, but you know, it's it's still tricky. Um, but he and also she never uses her kitchen, of course, as they always make a big joke of. So. He's like, I've never had to cook risotto in like a frying pan before. I'm surprised she yeah. even has like anything to cook with. Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, I she should be kind of embarrassed. It's like, you're almost 40 years old and you don't have like just like basic cooking things, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
you know, because even as a dude, that would be an embarrassment. Like, I was like, because I, I was like, I got more shit in my kitchen than this woman does. Like, I have that one friend who I realized he, like, only ever, they never saw him brown bag it for lunch when we worked together. Yeah. And then I was like, does he, does he ever cook? And then so I was, got really curious. So I've never asked him directly, but like, I think I said offhand something about cooking, and he was like, yeah. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, well, no one loves, I mean, people love cooking. I mean, so, listen, but like, you ain't even also, got like a, a Hello Fresh subscription or something, something like that. You know, what I mean? like give me something. You got. But also, something. this further explains why she's in such dire financial financial straits all the fucking time. Because takeout is fucking expensive. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. So expensive. That's a great point. Um, I also guess she just like hardly ever eats. Apparently, but anyway, she you know she's trying to explain the tiny place away and and you know like sorry it's this and that and he's like no it's warm and loving i like that he likes her her hovel <laughs> her, her peasant hovel <laughs> he's trying to be nice but i know somewhere in the back of his mind as a sophisticated european he's like this bitch is trash <laughs> <laughs> i know that you know what I mean? like he's trying to he's trying to see past the red flags and he likes her but like let her fuck up one good time he's like what about with this trash is she don't even have the fucking a pan to make risotto. What the fuck am I doing with her? <laughs> Eat like the fanciest stuff. Like you, like yeah. I th- I feel like European attitudes are yeah. like yeah. You may live in a tiny space, but you at least care for it. And yeah, and not that her place like, is messy. Have, like, nice right? things. Well, no, well, no, you do. Have, they do have nicer things, but usually have fewer and in like better conditions. No, no, no. What I'm saying for her, yeah. like she don't even have like nice things. Like it's one thing to live in a small sure. place. Like fine, yeah, we have, but like at least like make it hospitable yeah. yeah do your best she even jokes that she has like a giant stack of vogue magazines like piled in a corner you know what i mean that's what i'm and saying like I, if i was in my be like oh this is the last time i'm seeing this <laughs> i'm that guy what? i'm that guy i sure fucking will i'll fucking judge the shit out of it <laughs> you know what the giant stack of vogues might explain why she has a fucking mouse crawl across her counter. <laughs> no, in all fairness, it's the city. It's just New York, yeah. I mean, you can have you a do. really nice place, you're gonna have a mouse. Yeah. Yeah, I knew a girl, because there's, a, well, I ain't gonna say her name, but there's a... <laughs> no names, no names. <laughs> I ain't gonna say her name. But there's this girl, I knew, she had a really nice apartment in Manhattan, but she still had, like, roaches on the wall. And it was, <laughs> yeah. and it was like, a nice place, too. Like, a really nice place. Mm-hmm. So, it just, that's just the city. It's so old and just yeah. gross and I mean, it just happens. My brother lived in New York for a, a little while, and they uh, they had like a pizza box that they just happened to leave, like with his roommate or whatever. And their yeah. mice totally got into it. And yeah. they had cats. Like the the roommate had like a cat or cats, and like the cats did nothing about the mice. Yeah, because <laughs> like, the thing is, like you, know, and you just it's that's just New York. Like you just mm-hmm. can't get rid of the pests. Like you can have cats, yeah. you can have traps, you can have all that shit something's gonna make its way through your walls it's just you can't it's what they do yeah it's just what it happens in new york yeah <laughs> but <laughs> oh because also before they see the mouse the espresso machine is important i should i should bring it up yeah he because he's like well let's have espresso and she goes oh cool where and he's like you don't and she's like i might have like a mr coffee i you know uh, you ain't got i I mean, here's the espresso machine. Fine, fine, fine. No, no, no. Fine. If you don't have espresso machine, get it. That's kind of a a gaudy piece of it's you a know big thing. Yeah, it's a, you know, so it's a lot to have in in a, in a especially in a small place like that. But like, you only got a coffee pot or like a, a kettle or something to make. Yeah. Like, 
what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Now, this doesn't apply to her. I do not have a coffee maker, but that is because I don't really drink coffee ever. I Neither do I. I make tea for my like yeah. caffeine beverage of choice of the morning. Yeah, I don't have. I have. What, I have a. I have a coffee press. So you. St- but so you still got like heat up water. And I then, should get uh, one of yes, those. Yes, to yes. Save yeah, some I have that. I have that for people who drink coffee. I don't. I'm, I'm like you. I think coffee. The taste of it is disgusting. Yeah, personally. So. But I have it for people like I have a coffee maker or the the coffee press for people, you know. Yeah, because I I one time my brother visited and I the best I could do was get him like instant Folgers and <laughs> he uh he like the I think like the third day of that he was like I am not one of those don't talk to me before I've had my coffee people but I do need you to take me to a real coffee <laughs> before we go whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. we were doing that day is like before we go anywhere so I can get not Folgers instant coffee yeah, yeah. and I was like yeah. understood so totally. and then my one my best friend visited and I got her Starbucks instant coffee packets mm. and I think those were marginally better but also, at a certain point, she was like, "Hey, can we sing through some kind of coffee?" I was yeah, like, so yeah. two different people now have been like, "I can't, I can't do the instant." They have said, "Do just get you a coffee press." Yeah, that, like the the you know, what I'm saying you can buy a really fancy one, or you can buy one that's like twenty little, thirty. The bucks. little French press things, yeah, yeah. Just get you a French press. You'll be you'll be straight. That's yeah. all you need. And you can use you it got, for tea, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I'm saying, so. yeah, because you got as long as you got Multi-fuck. a kettle or a teapot or whatever that, yeah. that turn on the hot water, they can make coffee just. They can bring their own or whatever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so you know, he's like, you call yourself a writer, haha, you don't have an espresso machine. But anyway, they get in the kitchen, that's when the mouse crawls across the counter and she's you know freaks out. But then he fucking takes that frying pan and one one swing, one hit wonder, baby, he crushes that little fucker. Yeah. Quickness. So, so she's like almost horrified that he does it. <laughs> Like she's freaked out by the mouse, yeah. but she's also like, "Well, it might have just been passing through to like the nicer apartment next door." And he's like, "No, you have one mouse. You have more." Like, wait. <laughs> I thought he's okay. Now I got to go back too because I also thought, didn't she have like? Should her apartment be pretty massive? Because I thought. Uh, right, because when her and Aiden were together, didn't no, he... they never finished that like construction. Like he was gonna break through that wall, that meta- giant metaphor with the teeny tiny right. hole in it. Uh-huh. Um, I think when she bought the place from him, yeah, she did not keep that other half of the apartment. Ah, okay, got it, got it. Yeah, but she couldn't yeah. afford it anyway, so yeah, she got it. Barely yeah. afford her. Remember, she's right. in theory she paying took... Charlotte back this she whole time. Was... She, Charlotte, Charlotte could probably afford more fucking fertility treatments. Right, Carrie paid her back. She, right, she ain't seen a dime of that fucking that money that she loaned her. I guarantee. I mean, maybe it's implied, but they ain't said they ain't brought it up. So I know a person like Carrie. Yeah, I know a person like Carrie too. She ain't gonna bring it up either. Like if Charlotte don't say nothing, that money just gone. That money's gone. Not that Charlotte, like it, it, it didn't set her back or nothing like that. No, but no, but still, still should be paying her back. It's the principle of the thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I do. I it is, you know, he's not like the biggest dude or anything, but it is pretty manly to just swing that fucking frying pan like Paul Bunyan and crush that mouth. <laughs> one time, lie. one time I was house sitting at my aunt and uncle's here. 
and a rat got in their house Mm -hmm. and I grabbed a golf club and my uncle when I told him that after the fact because I I did not catch it or stop it I had a dog and a cat helping me out trying to corner it because everybody everybody was invested in what was happening all all three of us yeah um uh and it eventually like escaped away or or crawled in somewhere and I never did find it yeah Um, as they do as they do and so I was relaying all that to my uncle to be like be on the lookout for a rat in your fucking house it's like one of those like it's like a tree rat that lives up in the palm trees but Mm. I told him I had the golf club and he was like were you really gonna crush the rat with that golf club in theory we all seem like we you know we all think we could do that but like it it takes a lot to Mm -hmm. to, to smash Mm -hmm. and I was like being like no it was purely like if it had jumped at me I would have reacted but like I was not going to corner it and then club it to death right yeah that's a rough business right there you know what I was gonna try to do yeah um I and I almost succeeded in getting I put peanut butter in an empty cat food can and put it under a trash can and then I was just gonna try to trap it under the trash can <laughs> and my uncle was like then what and I was like well a couple options <laughs> one then was I would to, one I was know. to leave it there under something heavy until I figured out another step or I won't lie Part of me thought you do like you do with a spider if you're going to set it free. And I was going to somehow keep the trash can over the the rat, slide like cardboard under it, and then go fling it in the street somehow. And my uncle was like, that would not have worked. And I was like, I'm aware of that. Yeah. Really just getting it contained was the fir- going to be the first step. And then we would have figured out phase two. There's really only there's only two options when it comes to mice or three options. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Catch it with your bare hands if you're gonna like let it go, mm-hmm. or like maybe some kind of contraption or kill it. That's pretty much it. You know, yeah. It's only three choices. If you're not with, and like also too, like yeah, try to catch like unless you have like a you know some kind of you know mouse catching apparatus that's like specifically for that. Probably gonna be trying to catch it, put it in your hands and like put it out. In the, that's a no go. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a no for me, dog. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you. I feel. I'm, I, I listen. I'm not, I'm not proud of it, but I probably just go the extermination route. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Oh, and I should point out that that whole rat incident happened at like midnight, so there was no like I couldn't call anybody. Yeah. There's no like 24 hour like we'll come get the rat for you <laughs> service. So absolutely bonkers. But anyway, Carrie and Alexander go. Uh, oh, by the way, he oh, picked yeah. up that mouse very casually. Off oh yeah, the with counter, a, dude, with like a, a paper towel. Yeah, he's just like napkins. Like, yep, bap. All right, cool. Let's get out of here. I guess so. Uh, you know, I guess it's that so- Soviet upbringing or something, yeah, man. I don't shit. know. Can't My do man's it. gangster. He's probably like, shit. We could eat that anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so they they go to the kitchen store because I, I guess I, she buys an espresso machine at some point. Yeah. Um, but they're talking about um when they go to the when Carrie and the girls had gone to the chemo center. Mm-hmm. To hang out with Samantha, which I want to totally address separately. Yeah. But anyway, they're talking about, you know, she's pretty peppy about Samantha's prognosis. And he's like, Oh, I had a friend who had breast cancer and she died. And Carrie's like, mm, Don't yeah. say that to me. Yeah. My um, guy. My guy. I know. My guy. The, I think this is cultural. We'll get into it. So yeah. they're at his place again. And they're, she's, they're having like super strong espresso and she's like, I need yeah. to like cut this with some milk or something. And he's like, well, it's not going to be espresso then. 
and she's like hey i want to kind of talk to you about maybe not being as sensitive to my feelings about samantha and you keep bringing up your friend who died and she's like samantha's gonna be fine and and he's annoyed he keeps bringing up like death and the death of his friend yeah and he's like i'm just trying to get you to kind of be more realistic about the scary like the worst possible outcome yeah but she keeps cutting i will say i don't like that she keeps cutting him off about her his friend like yeah. he clearly like he's not just saying my friend died to say my friend died to her right he's trying but to she like won't listen and yeah he's like trying to say something else but yeah. like she she just hears death and immediately just like go fuck yourself yeah yeah that's where the part that's where yeah like it <clears throat> You know, I will I will concede to the idea that yeah, he is kind of being a little bit of an asshole bringing it mm-hmm. up because she's like because she did ask him not to talk about it. However, he's also not because he's like it seems like he's trying to. Say, it's not he just like you were saying like he's not just trying to say oh my friend died. Mm-hmm. There's more to the story. It's like my friend died. You know, these are things. But like there's like more to it that he wants to say that maybe could have given her some comfort, but she just didn't want to hear any of it. Just a, she hears die or death and boom, yeah, it's boom. no go. Yeah. And they get in an argument about it, and she leaves in a huff. He's, he's like, "You are acting like child." And she's like, "Well, you're acting like an asshole." He hit her with a child. I was like, "I know." Calling someone a child is that's man. That's an uppercut. It's, it's an uppercut. Yeah, you hit, you're punching me right in the stomach with that one. Especially, <laughs> woo, I mean, too. You know, especially at, she was all embarrassed about her apartment. And then you say that because you know that's still in the back of her you know that's still in the back of her mind like she's feeling some type of way yeah. especially after being in like apartment like yours and shit like ooh, yeah <laughs> that's rough that's rough business right there and she gets home pondering the fight and it keeps her up all night also she had all that espresso so it's probably part of the problem but um, probably that shit's strong bro yeah so they uh they're carrie miranda are walking and talking about samantha's situation in general i don't want to get into the specific thing they mentioned just because it's the samantha storyline but um yep you know they Miranda keeps going of course she's gonna be fine she's gonna be fine and they and they kind of you know and she brings up the Alexander stuff and and you know she doesn't like the pessimism but then they kind of both start to wonder if maybe they are in a little bit of denial Mm -hmm. about you know what could happen to Samantha did you okay so i mean as a person who is a cancer mm-hmm. survivor did you have did you witness anything like that where, like once your friends like some denial or like they didn't want to like talk about it around you or something like no that? people i or let most, you talk about it you know rather. no nobody shut me down uh mm-hmm. i want to i think talk about the curious samantha scene within the context of samantha's sure. um situation yeah. storyline okay. um but no i don't you know and also i this is like a conversation between people who aren't with the cancer patient at the time so i don't know mm. if like outside of my purview people were like i don't know what's gonna fucking happen to elizabeth and i'm sure scared. i know my brother kind of you mentioned that you know obviously i'm sure my parents you know my parents are weird though and like boomers and definitely we're like gotta tamp it down yeah. no feelings come yeah. out none none keep that Stop shit that to shit yourself way down in there but like my brother did mention just like uh, th- and this is funny he was he you know i called and talked to him on the phone about it and he was gonna come fly out and he was talking to my niece and nephew and he was like hey you know just so you know Aunt- auntie elizabeth's really really sick so i'm gonna go you know visit her and he's kind of explaining the situation softly to them and then my nephew just like out of the blue was like did you know i did this at school today and blah blah, blah. And my brother just like was like okay all right <laughs> they were only like five 
they were still pretty little uh, yeah. I mean, but it just it was like because they were both kind of like oh, okay you know <laughs> but like a little kid mind it moves so fast yeah, that, yeah, yeah you know like we, we're seeing some of that now I have to say with my my mom having passed like they are handling it okay but you know it comes up randomly but you mm-hmm. know they it's a weird concept for little kids it's a weird concept for adults too to like sure. learn that someone you know i'm won't speak to anyone else's situation but uh it's you know it's weird and because sure. you want any because but there's this thing it can get into which is toxic positivity that mm. they call it where mm-hmm. it's like hey ju- you know and then no one did this to me really but it's like you know it's like hey you're just, you're gonna be just fine you only you won't be fine you only won't be fine if you don't think you're going to be fine so you know like yeah almost like it's your fault if you feel bad about it it's like no it feels bad it's not it's like a bummer yeah so yeah yeah yeah. you know for sure sure. uh it's definitely it's it's weird so they they do kind of finally go maybe we are you know and then she gets home and is trying to put together her espresso machine and doing the mm. writing and stuff and ponders like when you need to live in reality versus using defense mechanisms and is denial friend or foe. Yeah, and it's like it's both. it can be both. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely both. But in 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 it's a thin line, I think, mm-hmm. to, to into which territory it falls in because yeah, you can be very it can be very supportive of that denial, but it could also be very harmful so yeah because um you know you don't want it's like it's like people it's like you know they don't want to seek medical treatment they're thinking like they can like pray pray the sickness is way it's like mm-hmm. no that's that kind of denial kills people sorry yeah scientology yeah. i said it come for me come for me i said it i don't need to be in your time cruise body. takes if Tom Cruise gets that Oscar for Top Gun, he just might. <laughs> come for me. I'm coming. ready. Let's go. Illuminati, I'm ready. I got the symbol ready. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, so later at Carrie's, though, she's in bed and a mouse crawls like into her hair. <laughs> she like runs out of there screaming. I don't blame her one bit. I wouldn't. Yeah, that's rough. Mind. I wouldn't scream, but yeah, that, is, that ain't something that you want to wake up and feel a little pity powder. Ooh, no. I've definitely like had, like, not recently but i think when i was uh in the marines i definitely had like things crawl over me while i was sleeping like in a sleeping bag Mm-mm. you know Mm-mm. it ain't a great feeling it ain't great, little, little feet running over your shoulder or something like that you're like ah and, and I, you never know too because like if it was in the, if it was in the desert it's like is it a scorpion is it a spider you know we were in hawaii it was like was it a centipede yeah was it a mouse Fuck. It's nothing like cute that wants to cuddle you ever. No, like, does no, 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 definitely wasn't. No, no, hell no. <laughs> um, so Alexander comes over though and helps like block up the uh, like hole that I guess the mouse got in and uh, kind of you know tries to mouse proof her place for her. And he's like, I didn't think I was gonna hear from you again. And she's like, okay, you know, we got to talk about this. And she's like, I don't want you to talk just yet. And starts explaining her feelings that, you know, she's like, I keep insisting Samantha's going to be fine because I feel like she has to be. She's my family. Mm. That's how important she is. And so it hurts when you kind of say that she might not be. And he's like, I want to explain. And this is where she cuts him off again. And I was like, you can't keep- Let him finish. Let him get it out. (laughs) 
He's not like yeah. and she's taking it as if he's like wishing death upon Samantha. Yeah, he's not and saying I hope the bitch is gone tomorrow. Like he's trying to he's trying to comfort you in like a, a guy way comfort. Like, yes, it's practical and it doesn't make you feel very good, but it's still yeah. necessary. A guy way, I think also just a culturally different way, like Fair. you know, the way he is from Russia. He probably Russian, seen different things, you more know. European kind of point of view is more direct sometimes. We're yeah. you know, we can be very like everything's fine here in America, and they're right. like nah. we we've seen famine, we get it, you know, like it's right. not yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. We've we had live, it. we live in reality all the time. We don't get to live in delusion. We're yeah. from Russia. As you know what uh not I will I won't say the majority, but what's being presented here is the very American. Like, what are you talking about? Everything is great here all the time. No one ever has any problems in America ever. Oh, except all the like, all except the for ninety nine percent of the people that live here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's being you know the the one percent we're seeing on the show are like, what do you mean bad things happen in this country? Yeah. Anyway, um. So, and I wrote down that he's a better man than I, because, uh, oh, well, this is after he gets out his explanation, sorry, but he, so he explains, he's like, why I keep saying this is because when my friend did die, I was so surprised and the pain was so great. I don't want you to have that feeling. I kind of, I'm trying to get you to a point where if, and I don't want, you know, if it happens, mm-hmm. you are more, a little more prepared for that. And she's like, well, you yeah. could have just said that. Well, that's, I mean, to be honest with you, that's, he's actually doing her a big favor because, like, my brother passed of cancer. Yeah. Like, that's everything. The doc, I mean, for all the months of chemo and everything, mm-hmm. doctor's like, don't worry. He's going to be fine. It's going to mm-hmm. treat, you know, he's going to go, he live a long, healthy life. And then six months later, he's not living a long, healthy life. And I'm like, what the fuck, guys? Like, who, you know what I mean? I'm like, trying to blame people because I'm like, y'all said he was going to be fine. So, why is he not fine? What's going on? You know, and obviously it's not any of their faults. Cancer is just a tricky fucking disease, yeah. but still, you know, you're telling me for months and months and months and months and months, like all the suffering that my brother's going through, he's going to mm-hmm. be fine in the end. And then he's not fine. It's like, somebody tell me what the fuck going on. So yeah, I, I, I get that from him. Oh, totally. We had a little, I'd say my brother and I were more prepared for our mom's passing than like the mm. doctors were because yeah. like, the way we saw her post stroke and everything like that mm-hmm. was like we're like is she like in a vegetative state this is bad yeah it was, doesn't feel like we're getting her back and the way they came in they're like no we can send her to acute rehab and she'll do all this stuff for two weeks we're like are you fucking high yeah. like yeah, y'all look at y'all look at the same person we look at it because yeah like-, <laughs> <laughs> like are you seeing something on charts or scans that we're not like right yeah yeah, yeah. But he is, yeah, he's doing her a big service because, yeah, you you don't want to get blindsided by those feelings. You don't want to dwell on it, obviously. No, of course not. But yeah, you don't, you know. But when that's, you know, we have the same problem was when yeah. medical professionals are like, no, 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 they're gonna be fine, they're gonna be fine, and then they're not. That's what blindsides you. And actually, yeah. we we were so frustrated with that. We yeah. we looked up like why they do do that. It's uh, it's they're not making guarantees of you'll they'll be fine but they do that to kind of in a way cover their own asses as, right. as medical professionals and yeah. there was a like it was an article in the new york times we found uh, about in this case it was a guy in a similar situation to us with a parent who had had a stroke and was trying to get like some kind of prognosis out of it 
and they would not like say anything definitive we kept hearing the words anything can happen which we is like now an inside joke for us mm-hmm. you know, because oh anything can happen oh can sure. it oh wow yes mm-hmm. so you mean just life just anything yeah happen? great right. thanks um uh because yeah they're you know they don't want to make guarantees one way or the other so they just stay vague or stay vaguely positive mm-hmm. and then yeah it's your situation you're six months later you're blindsided you know we were we ended up with hospice so like it drew out but and we weren't quite as blindsided but still yeah. like yes it, you know no one likes death death is no, bad and upsetting and scary but, but like, don't set people up for like yeah disappointment like that don't sit there and tell me you're gonna be everything's gonna be okay and if you don't really know it just say hey look we're doing our best i would have taken that like hey we're doing our best to make sure we're treating him where we're doing him you know giving him the best that we can offer cool Mm -hmm. i'll take that i'll take that over i'll take that over anything right (laughs) anything can happen he's gonna be fine don't worry about it yeah but uh, so so he explains some of that, and she's like, "Well, why didn't you just say that?" And he's I, this is where I wrote, "He's a better man than I for not going." When you cut me off every fucking time, <laughs> he's like, "Bitch, I fucking tried, okay?" <laughs> like I've been trying. You're too busy having week. a fucking fit, like a child. <laughs> yeah, like a child. <laughs> like a child. <laughs> so they they agree to uh, you know, kind of they agree to understand that they have these different approaches to how they talk about these things which is good that's uh, some good communication on everybody's mm-hmm. part mm-hmm. and he does and then he finally does say he's like i do think your friend will be fine i do think samantha will be okay and she's like thank you and i'm sorry to you know to have heard about your friend and so they kind of that they make up basically yeah so on to the friend that they've been talking about the whole time yeah. Samantha. Yeah. <laughs> let's get it so the first scene we see Samantha, they're in the chemo center. She's getting her infusions and they'll have popsicles, which uh, I guess can help with mouth sores. I luckily never ran into that. But and all joking. I was going to ask. I was going to say. This, I was going to ask if that was like a real thing that they might try to. Make I think it is. I think okay. my friend did it. But okay. let, let me just tell you something about fucking chemo centers that this drives me crazy in media now. That okay. I Please. I. I, I Wow, so annoying. Okay. Please, 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 please. So they're all gathered around, chit-chatting, doing uh-huh. their thing. And I know it's different for everybody. But sure. my experience was, um, it's dead quiet in there, no pun intended. And I didn't wish death upon anybody, but it is quiet as heck. Yeah. Because that shit does take it out of you. And yeah. I didn't know that. So the first time I went to go, my mom came with me and everything and I brought my laptop. I was going to get some writing done. I brought mm-hmm. all, you know, we brought games and puzzles. You know, we brought all sorts of shit to do. We're in the, there's a TV. Now, not everybody falls asleep, but you, you kind of might as well. Also, I was given uh, IV Benadryl because I was mildly allergic to one of the things in my chemo cocktail. Thanks. It gave me like a skin rash the first time I did it in the hospital. So we, we knew I needed IV Benadryl. I don't know how regular Benadryl is street legal. Because the IV Benadryl knocked me the fuck out. I, they're like, here you go. And I was hanging out with my mom and I was like, I'm pretty tired. She's like, okay, we'll go to sleep. Two fucking hours later, I'm like, it's like, where am I? Damn, that's strong. It was so fucking strong. 
And, you know, then I still had like another hour to go, but I was like, that's why I was like starting to wake up and like go to the bathroom and like have a little snack. And by the, by the time I like kind of do all that and they finish all their stuff, everything's over because I had to be there for like four hours. So this like everybody hanging out partying in like the chemo yeah. center that they constantly show in TV and movies is so fucking not real. I think maybe other people do it. But Maybe. let me tell you, it's also rude as fuck to anybody. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, there. I was gonna ask. I was like, it probably doesn't happen because honestly, I think I would if I'm in there doing my chemo and like somebody's in there with a the family. It's like I ain't gonna say nothing, but it'd probably be a little bit of noise watching him like laugh and joke around and you're side eyeing you know, people. You're like, yeah, yeah. It's like you don't get up because also here. it's kind of private. It's a private right. thing. It's you know, it's not just that it's medical. It's just like the whole process is private. Right. So, you know, like I don't. Obviously, if you're visiting, like, yeah, you know, everybody in there is getting treated for cancer. But at the same time, it's like, you're a stranger. I don't need you to know that. Yeah. yeah Why yeah. are you here? Yeah. Um, and even there's even debate about, like, what I've just seen within, like, a cancer patient community on, like, online and stuff. So that some, for some people, they, they have a bell that you can ring when you finish your chemo treatments or whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm um so some people ring it i didn't for a couple of reasons one did not want that level of attention mm-hmm. <laughs> two i saw do radiation so i was like i'm not done like right. i don't feel like i'm done yeah. i don't want to prematurely ring a bell or anything like that and so p- some people are like oh yeah that's awesome like you know you everybody should like congratulate you there is the flip side though of people who are like it's a loud and annoying mm. and rough you know if you're there and maybe you don't have as good a prognosis it's kind of annoying and, and right upsetting yeah, yeah. maybe a little to see somebody like i'm free yeah <laughs> like, or if it's like somebody's first first day there doing right? chemo it's like go fuck yourself okay like in theory it should be like inspiring because like hey they made it through you can too but like sure i don't know but go yeah. ring a bell at home right I told somebody I didn't ring it. They're like, do you want? I was like, I absolutely do not want to ring a fucking bell. <laughs> I feel that. Um, we'll, we'll get into more about my overall feelings in a minute because it, it does kind of tie into some of what Samantha. Yeah, no, you good. Going on. Um, so Samantha, and she's joking like, yeah, cancer's hilarious because they're having such a good time, huh? But she does yeah. mention she's going to go to Smith's big movie premiere yeah oh i just wanted to make a mention because she was like messing with miranda about how she oh like, yeah her popsicle she's like oh look at miranda working the popsicle steve must be a lucky guy i was like that bitch ain't giving steve head what the fuck you talking about he ain't getting no head like that robert, robert probably got head like that but yeah. damn sure steve didn't get no head like that she barely tolerates steve she, she's not giving him a beat he ain't getting no head like <laughs> yeah that popsicle was the only thing she probably had in her mouth that was phallic and since they've been married. Fuck you saying. <laughs> she won't even eat a, a banana in front of him. Fuck you saying. For real. <laughs> For real though. For real. Uh, but speaking no, of yes. BJ's, later Samantha's giving Smith one and he's holding her hair and yeah. some of it just falls out. He's like, well, first he's freaked out. He's worried he like yanked it out, which uh, yeah. is so sweet of him to be concerned. But it just, he's like, did that hurt? And she's like, no, no, because it doesn't hurt when it falls Let out. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Uh, <laughs> just in case there's any guy out there, if you rip a girl's head out, she's going to let you know if it hurts, yeah. okay? Yeah. There's, there's no way she didn't feel it, okay? There's no way she's so caught up in the moment of like, going down on you or the sex that you're all having that she ain't gonna feel 
her hair being ripped out. Ripped out of her okay? by her root. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that was a big chunk. He had a handful of hair. If it hurt, she probably would have bit down on his dick. <laughs> Fuck are you saying? Anyway. But it uh it you know it kills the mood because she's like, no, it's fine. I've I just you know it's been falling out or whatever. Yeah. And it was like a boner immediately drops, and she's kind of offended by that. But I'm like, I think it's just awkward for everybody. Like listen, uh, I mean it would be even more weird if he was still like like more turned on. If yeah, like, if he was like harder, what would you say? You know what I mean? <laughs> if he had kept the erection, it would have been worse. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry, yeah. Me, if I let me tell you something, I'm grabbing you by the hair, and some of it comes out. It's gone. It's bye. Okay. Yeah. We're done here. We're done here. We're yeah. taking you to the hospital. You're sick. Also, conversely, if you are going down on me and I'm holding your hair, and some of your hair comes out of my hand, I'm gonna like kick your shoulder and be like, "What the fuck's happening?" <laughs> it's over. This this it's moment over. is done. This moment is done. It's, now we have to focus on this. What's this goes right across all gender lines. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to be holding hair. That's right. attached to a head that is suddenly not attached to a head anymore. Right. And let me tell you, and that goes with weaves too. You better tell me you got a weave. If I pull your shit out, if you got a fucking extension in or some shit like that, you have fucking tell me. Because I pull the shit out, I'm gonna be mad at you. Our one host on the show I used to work on, she had extensions, and occasionally, like one would come loose, and she would just hand it to my executive producer all the time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Why is she giving me?" Like yeah, it's like what so, am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, I was like, what are we gonna do with? This? <laughs> and like, she had you know like expensive rich lady extensions, so it's like, what well, I what do we do with it? Do we throw it out? Do you keep it? Do you give it back to her? And we didn't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know, but don't put it in my fucking hand. Yeah, I don't want to touch it. Um, so Samantha and Carrie go wig shopping, uh, and she is. I have to say, Samantha picked not the nicest wig shop. I'm surprised no. at the location she chose to go wig shopping. Yeah, but it was interesting because, like, yeah, she was like talking about like you know buying like the nicest wigs and like that, and it just like just any old Manhattan wig yeah. shop. Like it didn't look like a nice, you know, like what like, like a Barney's of you know wig. Yeah, because they like were that. like, oh, you know, they said they had like human hair options, but I, I mean, I'm sure budget wise, they didn't have the option to like have lunch on hand but like right none of the ones the guy offered her looked like you know human hair by any means nah, <laughs> super synthetic at all around so synthetic and you know and she's frustrated because she's like i just want to look like myself and the guy's like there are wig none of these wigs are gonna make you look like that and she disagrees and i'm sorry she's right because uh maybe this was this is like borderline 20 years ago now so maybe sure. wig technology wasn't great oh it's way better now at the time but wig technology now is insane yeah like now i never you can't tell at all cannot tell sometimes like our other host uh is a a black woman and she Mm. had you know wigs she used all the time and i didn't realize they were wigs until like honestly like six months into production (laughs) i was like i I think i told i saw her without the wig uh, before the wig install and i was like oh I thought that was I full on thought she just had whatever hairstyle she had yeah. the whole time. I was like, I'm dumb. <laughs> Sometimes I mean you never know because there are there are you know our women, black women that you know grow their hair out, they grow yeah. their entire lives and they can do a bunch of multiple styles and things of that nature. But these like you said, then the wigs are just getting so like they're so good now. It's it's insane. Wig technology is out of control. It's crazy, yeah. Um, but I, regardless, did not choose to go for a wig. My friend did, 
Mm-hmm. But she also was more, um, she did more like out and about like public facing stuff mm-hmm. and wanted one more. And as much as I fucking hated losing my hair and shaving my head, which we'll get to in a sec. I genuinely like hated that I was like I don't feel like bothering with a wig either like I just gotta do what I gotta do well also too I mean also didn't have the money for a wig you brother was gonna say yeah I was going, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say I was like man wigs are expensive like I know people that like you know spend 500 plus on yeah. wigs now some people yeah I know that have spent like a thousand or more on a wig yeah power to you ain't no way I'm gonna tell myself you can swipe my card thousand dollars <laughs> for a goddamn piece of hair no no so but so after the wig shopping fails she goes samantha and carrie go to lunch and samantha's you know like this is i think a very common i know i felt this way it's just it's frustrating to lose your hair because it's not it's obviously the aesthetic stuff and it just makes you look like a sick person everybody is like you don't have hair you know and i know there are like more people now who are doing like buzz cuts and stuff like that either women or non-binary folks and stuff like that Mm. and so it is like now slowly sort of like that's not maybe your first assumption if you see a a buzz head but like at the same time they have cool like buzz cuts and it's different it's different (laughs) yeah Definitely, definitely. And Carrie's like, yeah, but this is just a blip of bad luck, which is that toxic positivity I mentioned earlier. Right. Yeah, which is yeah, yeah. that's the other problem is you t- is not listening to the person going through yeah. whatever it is. Because Samantha's like, please, you gotta let me talk about what yeah. I'm like afraid of and freaked out about. Yeah. And Carrie, to her credit, finally goes, yeah, go ahead go off yeah. tell me tell me how you're feeling that's what you're that's the right thing to do it's the to- yeah. yeah it's the toxic positivity when the cancer patient or is a sick per- or whatever the situation is is like ah i'm really upset or i feel bad about this or i feel bad about yeah. you know, any of the things and then you go no but you're gonna be fine none of that matters. yeah because when you say things like that too you're also being selfish because you don't want to deal with your feelings about the matter so yes. you're just trying to like shove them off being like no 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 don't think like that don't think like that don't say that it's you're fine yeah yeah so samantha's like i think i have to shave my hair off so she gets home and she starts to buzz it herself which <laughs> power to her Man. i i could never <laughs> yeah sorry kim control you don't have the head for a buzz head like you don't have the head shape for it to pull it off you know? oh just i mean just the wherewithal to shave your own head in that scenario I oh would, yeah i could never I, oh, you didn't you didn't shave your head? You I did not do it myself. I went to my hair salon and had them oh, do I it see. for me. Gotcha. Which was also traumatic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was also deeply upsetting. <laughs> yeah. And and I went with my mom. Now this is this is funny though. So I went and I, we were like, well, it won't take that long, obviously, because yeah. they're not they're just gonna get rid of it all. And yeah. I was like, yeah, we we can go do stuff at we were gonna go like the bookstore or something like that. But then I was getting so upset and so like miserable that when we finished i was like can we just she's like yeah we're just coming home like (laughs) blessed that we thought we were going to do anything she's like yeah absolutely we're just leaving don't worry uh but that day uh we had ordered the takeout for the day (laughs) and but that later that day 
I'm home. I'm laying on the bed, and I'm like, I hate everything. <laughs> I have to shave my fucking head. This right. fucking blows. I'm so upset. Yeah. Um. I got. That's when I got the call that I was still hired at the show I worked on up until sort of recently. So it was like, woo, we're turning around. What a day. <laughs> low, big low, low, low. Big big high. <laughs> Life really is peaks and valleys, baby. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh. But then my friend who did, had the cancer stuff, she did like a buzz party thing and was yeah. and was more on social media with it. Again, she does um just generally more public facing stuff mm-hmm. and was more comfortable doing that. I and I say comfortable loosely because I know it was still rough to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um my dad asked me, he's like, Are you gonna post a picture of your like shaved head on you know online? I was like, Are you out of your <laughs> why would he even ask you that why would you ask why would he even think that you would want to do that Come i on. was like i'm Come try- i'm trying to hide till we get it back down to my fucking ankles man like <laughs> i'm gonna do any of that That's um so yeah and i know some people do like have the strength to buzz it off themselves and man again more power to you if yeah. I if I didn't think like my head was getting gross and just probably needed to get shaved, I would have just was like, I guess I'll just keep letting it fall out till it all falls out, sure. or it got closer to being balder. Mm-hmm. Maybe I maybe I shaved it too soon for my level of trauma. I don't know, but we'll we'll never know. <laughs> uh, anyway. I think I think whenever you felt the need to shave it is when you then that's what the perfect that's time what, to that's shave the right it. time. Yeah, but anyway, that was the right time. Smith comes home because he got her message saying she's not going to go to the premiere now and then he catches her shaving her head and she's like I you know I don't think you can handle this or deal with this situation uh, you know because they argue about like him freaking out about the like you know the hair and the be- <laughs> blowjob and he's like well yeah shit happens though like yeah it's like yeah don't take it as if like I'm freaking out about this whole thing it's like, yeah that scared me a little bit like you would anyone normal person yeah as we said any amount of hair that comes out of in anyone's hand in any yeah. sexual sexual scenario no matter right. what you're doing like do you, is, is that what you really do you really want that to be his new kink you yeah, losing you your hair want, while he's while you're blowing him yeah, that ain't the kink. That. <laughs> that ain't the kink you want but he says let me be there for you and she's like you can't relate to what i'm going through and that's when he picks up the the clippers and buzzes starts to buzz his hair off because he's got this long you know blonde kind mm. of thick hair and she's like you can't do that that's your your hair's your thing and he's like whatever and when i'm done doing this i'm doing your head too and that this is this shoots smith so far up in the boyfriend rankings all yeah. the time this is it's and really it's, sweet i'm still mad because like i know the richard thing yeah man it's like he doesn't deserve it he didn't deserve it he didn't deserve it anyway but i i guess you could chuck up no, his... no, excuse. no, 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 no. I'm just oh. saying that he's young and like still learning. No, 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 no. I'm talking about what she, oh, what did she to did. Him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he didn't deserve that. Like, even if he was, you know, young or like whatever, like you didn't think that y'all had anything, like he didn't deserve that. No, you get at least broke it off with him and then and when I had sex with him. Yeah, but anyway. this is again, I mean, I guess such... I she did that, but still, yeah. But this is a rock solid move from him, if yes, he... regardless of the Richard situation. Yeah. Yeah. So they they do go out to the premiere, 
and he's got the new buzzed look, which everyone, of course, uh, I can only imagine the headlines in that universe that oh, I bet I would have had. To but he pulled out. it off. I thought he, looked he looks good. great. Yeah, I, I thought he looked think pretty he looks good a little with it on him. I don't a little bit better, huh? A little yeah. bit better. Yeah, a little bit better. Yeah, he's, he's like he was he's more too, like handsome, a little too surfery. Yeah, with the longer hair, and it actually made him look like too young. Yeah, this makes him look a little like a little slicker, almost like a Brad Pitt kind of thing. Like yeah, he's like he's like he's he looks more and I don't manly, like not not yeah. not boyish. Exactly. Yeah, but he he's rocking it, and she comes out of the limo with him in a pink wig, <laughs> which she's pulling off. I yeah, did that too with her outfit and everything. Because she, they talk about her accepting that she'll never be exactly who she is again. What she talks about in the lunch scene. Um, mm-hmm. The whole, like, just, you know, how much that's going to change her. And I definitely had that freak out, too. Because I was yeah. like, I don't want it to, like, impact my life. I mean, obviously, it's going to impact my life. But I don't want it to, like, change who I am. And I don't think it did in, like, a personality sense where now I'm like, I'm more grateful for things. Or, or you know, <laughs> and I'm not knocking that. I'm not trying to other people's epiphanies yeah. or whatever. But I was... Sure. I, I have what I can only describe as a very like Irish slash semi-Catholic guilt take about it, which is I'm like, sure. well, just got to keep plowing ahead. That was a bit of a bump in the road, wasn't it? All right, let's keep going. <laughs> Someone's got to dig these potatoes out of the ground. I guess it's got to be me. <laughs> My brother teased me because I, I was at... A, a light the night ceremony with the leukemia and lymphoma society mm. and um i i get to be in the little like survivor ring i get like a special lantern and stuff mm. but then like every people get up there and they're sharing stories and i'm like oh they had it like way worse i shouldn't yeah. be in the, i should not be in this i should just i should bow out and my brother was like we weren't even raised Catholic. How can you have that much Catholic guilt about this, Elizabeth? It's just in the bones. It's, it's in, in the, the bones. It's, it's in, like in the DNA. bones. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I, uh, and there's been some other... Oh, I think I've said the, the quote before that I heard from Dennis Leary, which is like, it's, uh, pessimistic optimism, I think. It's mm. look forward to getting over the worst. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's basically how I handled it. Yeah. It's just like... Like, well, that's a pain in the ass. Just gotta keep going, though. <laughs> Shit, I, I can't imagine, honestly. But that's why I have, I, but I have been to therapy now, though, too, because that's, it's not a bad way to be, but it's probably not the healthiest way to be. <laughs> sure. sure. So I have gone to therapy, and now I have my big trip planned for the summer. So looking forward to that. Hell yeah. To my homeland. Where I'm going to visit the graves of, of Stanton's before me. <laughs> We're the still kicking around in beautiful Termakiti County Mayo. <laughs> nice. But anyway, that's the episode. And that's our episode. What? <laughs> so you can find us, the show, most easily on instagram at show me what podcast all over case and i'll take you to twitter and facebook and youtube where yeah. you should remember to like subscribe leave comments get the subscription bell thing going that'll notify you when new things are coming out yes because we post every monday without fail although almost fail because i almost forgot to 
<laughs> Whoopsie. Um, and Chris, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on all the social media at Christopher T Mac on all social media. And as always, we have our little Australia candles on offer promo code Show Me Miss. All caps. Save some cashola. Um, I don't have a holiday to peg it to. Just buy yourself or loved ones some candles and enjoy. Um. Yeah. Well, we is have Mardi Gras coming up. It's not no, we got uh, uh the next holiday I believe is St. Patrick's Day. Beautiful St. Patty's Day. St. Patty with Day. two D's, not two T's. It's different it matters. Yes, um, <laughs> uh, so you know start prepping for St. Patty's Day with a bunch of candles then sure why not celebrate the feast of a uh, forefather of mine who I think was technically English and his St. Colors it's, 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 it's a good chance I mean he with, brought in, England, the, in, England was what doing wild and out on that side for a long time and, you know he's bringing the Catholicism to the yeah. uh, the pagans on there but it's so it's so funny because like so much of like Irish Catholic tradition is like still borderline pagan. <laughs> That's funny. But that happens a lot in colonized countries. Blend the, you know, it's a lot a lot in Latin America as well. You know, they're they're very Catholic, but there's also like the Santeria stuff still too, all blended together. I don't practice. No, okay, sorry. I was gonna go. <laughs> I know, sublime. I get it. <laughs> but anyway, we're rambling here at the end, so we'll let you go. And we'll see you next week.